We're back. Another episode of MSU Gamers Fantasy Football Podcast. Week one summary, week two preview. I'm your host, Jones. Once again, with my co host, we'll bring him in right now, Serge. Serge, what is up, man? How's your weekend? Good weekend. Another one for the Spartan Dogs. Uh, Buckeyes couldn't get the dub, so all the more reason to drink on Saturday. That kind of parlayed into Sunday. Sunday fun day got the best of me. I was definitely struggling Monday morning at work. Got that summer cold going around again, so finally starting to reel back in just in time for another fucking weekend. Yeah, perfect timing. Gonna have a good weekend coming up. Yeah, I normally have my uh, Sunday fun days as well. You know, dabbling the, the dad sodas a little bit. You know, with the Browns, tough loss there. So something had to change, uh, change for the better. But I guess we'll jump into some fantasy football talk. Now that we're back here again for week two. Um, let's go with, uh, actually, let's start with the NFL football talk. So obviously there's a lot of news coming out of Detroit. News being Pratt Stafford shines in his new team, his new colors, and the Detroit Lions take a step back. Uh, let's, let's go with Stafford first. How do you think Stafford performed on, uh, Sunday night against the Burrs? It was hard to not get, uh, sentimental about the good times with that guy. Just watching him go out there and absolutely sling it. I mean, he really did not show any signs of slowing down. Definitely helps when he has a receiving core to go along with it. Um, and I guess a defense that actually shows up on the other side of the ball, which definitely helps him out. Um, but you know, everyone, from Detroit, it's definitely a closet Rams fan. We just want to see that guy win, and nothing <laughs> to make us happier. To see, nothing to make us happier to see him hoist that Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, I mean he was slinging it, but you know, taking a the step on the other side here, what do you think the Lions got to do to you know make some improvements here moving forward? Yeah. Obviously, it was a tough week one, but you know, there's no kneecap fighting going on. Well, we lost Akuda, so I mean he had to prove himself this year after that atrocious first season. Um, into the season with the torn Achilles. Uh, other than that, I mean, that was the most cl- classic Sunday week one Lions football game. That is just textbook. We just show no signs of doing anything right. Go down 21, down 28, I believe. Uh, and then they just show that they show that grit, that kneecap biting. We come back, scoop that fumble with 40 seconds left, just enough to get our hopes up, and then go, you know, just get fucking stopped on fourth down. I mean, that is. Any Lions fan can test. That is exactly what we we hope for on a Sunday. Just get our hopes up a little bit. Monday might not might not be so bad, and then we just get absolutely skull fucked. <laughs> you know, I guess, I guess the uh, the good side of that is it was a little backdoor cover there with that fumble and uh, going down to get seven at the end of the game there. So for the Lions betters, you got to feel at least okay. You don't want to go want to know uh, ATS going into week two. We may be undefeated ATS, but just. Oh, and 16 bound or oh, and 17. Now, <laughs> fuck, I guess there's, there's room for history for one of these teams, yeah. 32 of them. We're on, the, we're not on the bad side of history anymore. That's old news. And now it's, uh, no 18 weeks. So it's room for improvement. Yeah. A lot of room to go. Um, I guess we'll jump in and, you know, um, talk about rookies a little bit. Obviously this is kind of a, a pretty good rookie class coming in. Um, who impressed you the most really this week, um, around the NFL? I want to start with who didn't uh, just to set the precedent here. I think, you know, he doesn't have the best line in front of him. Defense certainly is doing favors, but Trevor Lawrence throwing three interceptions. I believe first time in his career on top of that, the first regular season loss he's ever had in his yeah. life, in his life, which was absolutely <laughs> insane. I mean, that was just, that just can't be overlooked at all. Um, you know, I think 
another kind of disappointing performance, uh, Kyle Pitts. It's kind of speaking to the offense on the Falcons as well. Um, as a rookie, though, I'm trying to think here for a second. Zach Wilson did no favors either. Oh, I mean, shit. man. Field, I mean, those those few moments of brilliance that Fields is flashing is just kind of proving why the Bears need to put him in earlier. You know, unfortunately, Matt Nagy is coach, which does him no favors whatsoever. But I think as soon as they can get Fields in there, he's going to be able to start flashing that brilliance a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you see it with the one run, he comes in, you know, scrambles in for a little tutty, gives him a shimmy shake, and then doesn't see the field all day. So, I don't know. I'm on the side of the history where I'd like to, you know, keep him out for a little bit. I mean, obviously, you throw him in week one against a, an incredible defense would be a tough game. Um, I mean, I, me being a Browns fan, I go talk about Baker, and he said four weeks behind Tyra Taylor came in, was subpar, but Fields, I think, has a little more, a little more excitement behind him, so... I'd like to see him come in week four and then, you know, bears make a little late run to the playoffs and everybody's happy except for Lions fans. Everybody's yeah, except Lions fans. Uh, only other player I'd say is Jamar chase sitting on my bench going into the, you know, the preseason uh, woes he was going through, not catching shit in practice and preseason games had that, had that shit where he was talking about how, you know, the ball is different and there's, there's more white stuff. Now it, he certainly showed no signs of, adjustment issues at all dropping 21 points on my bench and you know scoring a touchdown Devonta Smith as well stepping in to the, to the spotlight pretty quickly so I'd say this is another receiver heavy season where the rookies are going to shine and I think these are going to be the guys that are going to be drafted early on in uh, years to come yeah I think so too um yeah you talked about fantasy a little bit and this is fantasy football podcast so let's Let's hop into that a little bit. Um, I want to start kind of with most surprising performance. Uh, personally, I think it was El Douche. Yep. Macro over there. I, I don't think Douche has put up 135 points in the last, I don't know, maybe three years for anybody who wants to stat, uh, fact check me out there. I don't think he's done it. So I was awfully impressed that he comes in and puts up that high of a number. Um, obviously, his team looks pretty good, but which is awfully surprising. The, kid, the kid's never drafted well. He's never traded well. He's never really been a waiver wire rat. Um, so I'm a little bit, you know, impressed and surprised and I like to see the way his team is trending. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was the one I was going to circle too. uh, welcome to the winner's column. I know it's an unfamiliar site for you douche, but uh, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't, t- don't take the foot off the gas. You're going to have to keep pushing through. And, uh, I think for him, kind of the, the focal point for the rest of the season is going to be, uh, you know, who is he going to start? Who's he going to sit? Cause he has a little bit of some high performers on his bench from the past week. I mean, Corey Davis, 26.7 points. Um, he could have tossed him into uh, in for Jefferson, who only had 12, and could have made the defeat for Houdinho a little bit more uh, unsavory. But, yeah, I'd say, definitely say Douche is the team that surprised, surprised, I think, both of us this week. Uh, you picked yep. up a good win as well. Fuck sake. Yeah, Google a little got bit, out, Fuck, Google got out of double digits for the first time in probably a whole season. So that's, a, that's another little bump he got there. Well, I think that'll – We'll have a little bit to talk about in uh, today's interview with somebody who uh, who didn't quite crack double digits. Um, we got a few funny segments coming up. So, so this interview is going to be a real good one um, when we get to them. But um, let's let's go with some hot takes here. We haven't really discussed hot takes um, in terms of fantasy, you know, throughout the year. Um, Serge, give me one blazing hot take for the year of MSU eGamers. Hot take. 
for MSU eGamers will be Najee Harris will put up more fantasy points than both Zeke and Saquon. Wow. Yeah, Najee even though he had a shit week one. And Aaron Jones had a shit week too, but I'm, he's on my team, so I'm not going to put him in that hot take realm. Yeah, of course you're not. Um, you know, actually, I got a funny one that um, – maybe not a funny one, but I – Team Schumann, I – Something tells me about this guy, you know, I think he knows how to play the game. I think his team's got some potential. Yeah, he lost week one, so he's a little behind the eight ball. But my hot take, I think Schumann's sneaking into the championship game here. I think his team's got a lot of potential. I think they're going to heat up pretty well. I mean, he's he's loving Joe Burrow, who's never going to average more than 20 points. But I think his team's looking awfully solid already after week one, even though he took the L. Yeah, I mean, Chase Edmonds was the one thing I was circling with how is he going to do with James Connors in the backfield as well. And I mean, he's still got about 15 points for him. Um, and top to bottom, I mean, other than that Green Bay defense, that's another one you can just say where Green Bay defense might be 20th and below in fantasy rankings this year. And he might have to pivot to that, that waiver wire eventually after that atrocious showing against the, uh, the Saints and Jabu. Jabu, man, he looks good with that Lasix. Lasix. He's, he's got, it's Lasix is the horse one. No picks and five touchdowns. And I mean, speaking of Jab Boo, one more hot take. I'm looking at Schumann's bench, Trevor Lawrence, he's got that three and three. Multiply that by 10, he's got the 30 30 like Jab Boo. I, I'm thinking Trevor Lawrence goes over 30 picks this season. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, so I guess that's enough jibber jabber from us. Uh, what do you say we send it over to our interview right now? Let's do it. <laughs> All right, without further ado. Here he is, Mr. Colin Hyatt. Appreciate you having me. I'm, uh, I'm excited, on. excited for a new season. I hope so, since you only put up 85 points in week one. <laughs> hey, don't be talking to me about that. Talk to Derrick Henry. Fucking bum. How, dude, let, let me tell you this. My highest player, let's take out Lamar Jackson. My highest player, scoring-wise, was my fucking defense with 13 points. 13 fucking points. Yeah, great defense, but, you know, defense isn't going to win games in fantasy. Good. Well, so... No fucking way. <laughs> 13 points out of 85 points total. I mean, Zot almost doubled you up in week one. You got to be a little nervous about the year now. Come on, isn't nervous about Zot? Hey, no, no way. Zot, Zot, the only thing I'm nervous about is, like... Well, let, let me start with this. I didn't think that any of my trades last year with Zot really were that outrageous, to be totally honest, like like uh, Ross said beforehand. Like, I know, I think only, I think I made one trade of there. It might have been two. No more than two, though. And it was to acquire Josh Allen, who basically on, honestly saved my team last year from last place in many cases. So I think the trades I made with Zot were actually well in my favor as well. Aside so, from that, though, that was like buying a gram for 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> who, who did I, I gave Devonta Adam? Was it his one for one? I forget. I don't know. I don't have your old trades pulled up, man. I don't worry about you. Even though man. you thought we were all, you tried putting the league on notice, talking all this shit in the draft, and you just got your ass kicked by fucking loser <laughs> from last year, Google. <laughs> yeah, <Gosh>. you know, <laughs> I, I did. I did get a little aggressive, but you know, that's what you got to do, man. I, and, my team isn't, I don't have a lot of bad players at all. It's just the fact that they just did not do jack shit 
and there's nothing I can do about that. My lineup was fine. It's just Derrick Henry put up. Let's see. Let me pull it up. Give me two seconds. He pull put up. I got it. Got ten point seven points. Yeah, ten point seven. And then James Robinson eight point four. And I don't know. I I think I need to move around James Robinson because fucking Carlos Hyde in there. You're gonna have to figure out your flex position too. Raheem Mostert out for the season. Yeah, I got um, Devontae Smith in there right now, who put up decent points. But you know, you know, it's gonna be tough. Every player on your bench, you know, none of them are projected double digits. You know, they're all six point seven, nine point something. I mean, you can't make any moves. Exactly. I mean, you got to leave your lineup at it as is. Two of them alone are for either future trades or, let's say, McCaffrey gets injured. You know, Chuba is going to be the starter there. So, and then Justin Fields, if he ends up becoming the starter, could possibly be traded. You know, if so- someone else is looking for a quarterback or something like that. But yeah, that's just kind of future shit that I probably should move around uh, after this week if this week does not go well. But uh. Well, you're facing the auto draft there himself. It's Kaylock Morgan. You guys yeah, are in I mean, a little bit of a heated battle. I mean, I not a bad a auto draft team, going. Though, if I'm being honest, it's really not a bad one at all. I mean, Zot won the league a couple years ago with the auto draft team. Let's not forget that. Yeah, but I remember I actually looked at the uh, – looked on – it was online. I don't know if you can see it from um, from your phone, but you could see all, like, the transactions and, like – Literally, Zot's lineup at the end of the season compared to what it was at the beginning. I think he had like eight trades. Eight, eight of the players he had in his roster, like including his bench, were from trades. It was, it's ridiculous. I mean, you look at his history. The guy's been, you know, 2020, second place. 2019, first place. 2018, Sorry. third place. 2017, first place. I mean, he's been all over the map, but... You know, looking at, at stats like that for the past few years, seeing Zot's name all over the leaderboard, you can't help but look at the bottom as well. So high, I mean, 85 points week one. Bench is nowhere to be seen. I mean, you were third place when we started this thing in 2017, you know. You know, had to be happy about that. But, I mean, pure regression since then. Seventh in 2018, 12th in 2019, 7th in 2020, and currently standing in 12th in 2021. I mean... What do you got to do this year? You know, get some momentum, you know, pick up the pace a little bit, even going into next year's because otherwise these stats are just going to keep getting worse and worse if you're trending downward. Yeah. Quite the downward spiral. Um, Like I want to say, because I've been like making, you know, trades here and there and stuff. So I want to say maybe like kind of stick to my roster and like trust some more, but I, I, I just don't think I can do it. If, if the numbers are like last week, like I have to make some big trades and, you know, just sacrifice, you know, a Derrick Henry just to make sure my flex and maybe an additional bench player is a player that will like consistently put up points. But all right, you heard it here first. Dendry on the trade block. No, not, you know, I'll, 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 uh, I'll listen to some offers, you know, but a bold move of you drafting Derrick Henry over Alvin Kamara in a PPR league. That's just pretty fucking crazy to me. I know he gets over 2000 the past couple seasons, but. Holy shit, that was a pretty crazy uh, draft pick you made there. I think you're at number three. Yeah, you know, I just, I was just, I, I wasn't sure if, you know, Jameis Winston is going to be, uh, you know, tossing the ball to Kamara as much. I mean, I guess he is fucking uh, kind of shit of a quarterback a little bit. I mean, you know, he did pretty, pretty fine last week. But I, I just feel like he runs, he, he throws more <clears> to <throat> long ball than anything. So I just didn't think Kamara was really going to get those, you know, short passes that he got from Breeze so much. So that was kind of my. Don't, 
thought process you, there. You don't trust the miracle of LASIK vision? No, not, not at all. Well, he's okay. All right. Well, talking about all these trades and everything, it's a little bit of a this or that or would you rather situations. So I'm going to toss a couple at you real quick. Would you rather? Oh. Is you ready? Oh, brother. All right. Would you rather have Kareem Hunt kicking for your team or Greg Zerline? Greg, bro. Sure about that? Positive. Okay. Would you rather be the guy issuing Josh Gordon's drug tests or be Deshaun Watson's masseuse? Uh, drug test by far, because I would, you know, cheat a little bit and get him on my team. I don't know, man. The bad guy's been playing you like five years. You want to take his drug test to be the one you want, testing him? You want to see him pull his dick out every, pretty much probably every morning for the past five years and just know All it's right. going to be negative? Come on. All right. I'm just saying. He is recommended to be reinstated back to the league by the NFLPA and the president himself, J.C. Treader, Browns lineman. Thank you. So, who knows? Maybe that's a little waiver wire. Pick up Josh Gordon. Who knows? I'm already going to hit that waiver wire. I got a open. Where would he even go? Detroit? Wherever he's Cleveland. needed. Oh, Cleveland or Detroit would be such a money place for him to go. The Raiders would be a great place for him to go. Those guys love convicts. Speaking of the Raiders, bro, freaking Renfro? That guy's a dog, man. And since nice. Clemson days. Yep. He played he played with uh Deshaun Watson, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. That was a beast. Oh yeah. What else we got? Couple, oh, we got a little uh, fun segment. Probably finish up with this one here. This was uh this was a brainchild of my co-host here, Serge. So Serge, I'll, I'll let you feed this one to him. All right, I'm going to feed you a couple words. I want you to guess what the definition of them is. No. Why? No. I'll give we're you two words. We're, we're talking football. No, no, no. This is a segment. Ready? Exonerate. Dude, why are we doing this right now? Exonerate. Um... Dude, I'm not doing a fucking quiz right now, but exonerate <laughs> means kind of like eliminate, pretty much eliminate. Same, another word for like eliminate in a way. We're not it's we're not, not doing this shit though. We're not pretty, doing pretty this fair, shit. Pretty fair. <laughs> it's not bad. More legal right, though. You, More legal. Well, that's the first time you've been one and zero this season. So congratulations, Hyatt. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I, I don't know what you're coming what's coming next. So fuck you. You probably roll some accounting terms on me, and I'm not looking forward to it. So Zach didn't do this for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving forward, this prediction for this week. Uh, Predictions for the game with you and Al. How do you think it's going to shake out? Um, tonight's a big factor. If if his running back two, um, you know, stays under ten points or so, something like that, and and Derrick Henry can actually do something, you know, I feel like I have a good shot. Projections really don't mean shit. I am projected to what is it? We're even right now on projections, but. You know, only time will tell. I really, I really don't want to say much on it because I can't really get my hopes up for either Derrick Henry or uh, James Robinson, especially because Derrick Henry is going against Seattle defense. And then Denver defense was uh, not too bad against uh, – well, actually, they played New York, so I can't really say much there. Can't, you got to roll that one out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, how many – do they – how much – how many points do they hold uh, – Can't even think of his name. Giants running back. Saquon. Yeah, Saquon? how many how many points did he I'll get be, last week? I don't think he scored that many, right? 
That was a pretty pretty mellow oh, game. No, you know, no, he, he had, had 3.7. He was trash. He had 26 yards yeah. on the ground. Yeah, yeah Daniel so Jones. Daniel Jones has more yards than he does right now. Hilarious. He's got a little 7.1. That's not crazy. But well, you know, Daniel on Jones the bright, off. what I will say though, James <laughs> Robinson could get more points here because Trevor Lawrence looked like absolute shit. Fucking terrible. So, you know, I'm hoping James Robinson gets some more carries, even though he had, I, I think, over double the carries that Carlos Hyde did. And Carlos Hyde still ended up with more points, which is ridiculous. But um, hopefully, you know, run game is a little more of a factor come Sunday for James Robinson because I, I, I need my running backs to put up points. I need after that boy pretty high, too. Is that like a third rounder for you? I think I scooped him last year off waivers. He goes from waivers to a third. He ended up in my hands some some way or another. Might have yeah, been from right. you. Me and you traded. Yeah, and he was, you know, he was a solid running back at, last year. But um, yeah, this year it's, it's one week, so I can't really say much. But I need those boys to perform. It's a marathon, not a sprint. That's why we play the games we do with the people we love. Oh, man, I'm just, I'm nervous though. Let me tell you. After last that should be a per- fun week with you guys. About <laughs> point six ahead of the projections live as we're recording this now Thursday night football. So I mean, there's there's hope, there's positivity and optimism for you. You know, I think this podcast may have counted you out pretty early um, and pretty quickly. But you know, people don't boo nobodies. Yep, no, exactly. Well, hi. We won't take up too much of your time, man. Appreciate you coming on, discussing, uh, you know, playing a little of this or that, and uh, the one dictionary word game. So, um, <laughs> thanks for the time, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hopefully, if I am on here again, we, we we talk a little more football instead of you know, you know, Quizlet English bullshit. lessons. <laughs> English lessons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, until that day comes, Hyatt. Good luck, man. See, see you next week. Yeah, take it easy. All right, many thanks, Mr. Colin Hyatt, for coming out and joining us this week. Um, you know, we tried hard with those segments there. They worked out pretty well, but but I got a little frustrated with those, but it was a good time. So before we wrap it up, send it over to Serge for any last thoughts. No, I think uh, he tried to make a pretty convincing case about his matchup this week, and, you know, I'm going to side with Hyatt on this one. I think he's going to knock him to even five batting 500 for the season. Uh, I think he's going to go one and one beat team Morgan. I just don't think Morgan's going to send his lineup again. I feel like something funky might be announced before then. So that's definitely the matchup I'm looking forward to the most. Um, you know, other than that, it's time for me to get another win and start moving up the pegging order a little bit. looks like IBM Watson's still ruling me out. So hopefully we can, uh, notch another victory. Prove him wrong. Yeah, it should be a good one. I mean, you're going up against the, uh, Commission. The commission self, so you know, I might want to walk carefully there. I'll tread lightly, but uh, it doesn't exempt me from any shit talk with him. <laughs> well, Serge, great chat as always. Boys, have a great weekend. Good luck on Sunday. We'll see you in week three. Peace.